0: Welcome to the I Don't Do That podcast. This episode is an update from Ogar, who was our guest on the episode entitled I Don't Play Drums. If you haven't heard that one, I recommend that you check it out before listening to this one. If you need to go back, it's Season 1, Episode 4. I don't do that Episode 16 When we last spoke with Ogar just two or three months ago, he was a resolute non-drummer. He hadn't touched drumsticks in two years. Ogar's 15-year pursuit of excellence had led to the fulfillment of some of his dreams and brought him many friendships. But for far too long, he had been overcome by disappointment and frustration at the grind, which led to him giving up the drums for good. Or so we thought. I recently found out he was back behind the kit again and called him to find out the details.
1: There was this um, show out in Wisconsin with some people that I knew, um, including this one band. Um, and one of the their members of that band, this guitarist, Mark, mm. was driving back to Minnesota from this show in Wisconsin. and some lady who had left a um, she had left a wedding reception drunk, and with a bottle of vodka in her hands, got behind her wheel oh. and drove completely drunk and was in the oncoming, you know, was in the wrong lane of traffic. And she ran head on into this truck. And so this guy, this musician, Mark yeah. passed away in the accident. Oh man. And um, so it just was like this kind of moment, like, after he had, after he passed away. And now I'm not pretending that I know the guy real well or anything like that. Um, he wasn't like a close friend of mine or anything. I knew who he was. I had seen him around and stuff. I knew he was a good guy, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't close with him. I I didn't know him real well, but at the same time, like just seeing this musician that I knew of, like I knew who he was and stuff, seeing Mm -hmm. him, you know, pass away like that. And having that happen, it just made me think about, you know, all these people that I, I knew from my days in music. Mm-hmm. um, that I didn't really talk to anymore. And that was one of the things you and I talked about on, on the podcast was, you know, kind of that a lot of these people who had been in my life weren't anymore. And, you know, one of the things that I had admitted on the podcast even was that, you know, I wasn't doing a very good job of reaching out to them. And, you know, it's obviously that's a two way street. Like I could easily just say, well, they're not reaching out to me, so it's their fault, but really it doesn't work that way. So I just decided, you know, that it's just a, one of those reminders of how short life can be. So I just, um, took it upon myself to reach out to some people and, um, you know, had a couple of good conversations as a result of that. But one of the things that happened was Rob, the, um, one of the guitarists in Glutton for Punishment, one of the bands that I was in when I quit drumming, yeah. um, he and I decided to get together and just go out to eat and hang out. And we were talking about, you know, as we went out and we were eating and whatever, and we're like, yeah, we, it's been too long since we've seen each other. We got to do this more often kind of thing. And then he was just like, look, man, I have to say this and I'll never bring it up again if you don't want to talk about it, but I just need to say it. I miss playing music with you. And if you ever want to play music, no strings attached, no pressure, no obligation to anything. If you ever just want to set your kid up and jam, I would love to play music with you again. If we, if you don't ever want to play we'll never play. If you play one time and decide you don't want to do it any more than that, we'll never do it again. And I'll never bring it up again, but I just want to try and see how it goes if you're willing to. And yeah. then he just, then he just changed the subject. And so it kind of gave me an opportunity to think about it as we were talking about other stuff. And by the time we were done hanging out, I was like, or no, actually it was a little later. I thought about it for a couple of days, I think. And I got back to him and I said, you know, man, um, I did miss you a lot. Um, I was really good to see you. And um, the way that you kind of approached it was in a way that didn't make me feel bad. And it kind of allowed me to think about it in a way that wasn't clouded with negative emotions. And I want to at least try. And I know Rob and I trust him enough to know that what he meant, what he said was what he meant. That Mm -hmm. if I jammed with him once and decided I never wanted to do it again, I knew that he really never would bring it up again and I knew that we would still be friends. Right. right. So like, I felt like this, this very safe opportunity to give it a real opportunity to give it a real try without feeling like I was going to rope myself into something or get myself in over my, over my head or anything like that. So I took the opportunity to jam. We literally just, I brought my drums up to a practice space Um and I set up, and we just played a little bit, and it just it just clicked for me. You know what I mean? Like it just was. I just feel like I was finally in the right headspace, and finally had an opportunity where I was mentally and emotionally in the right place to genuinely give it a try. And um, after that jam, I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to jam some more." And we got to talking about it, and um, the guy who was drumming for Glutton for Punishment had a lot of things going on in his life. He has other bands that were kind of more his high priorities. Glutton wasn't necessarily his top priority of his musical projects. Mm -hmm. And he had so much other things going on in his life that Rob kind of had a conversation with him. And I think the conclusion of that conversation was just that, you know, that drummer, it was more advantageous for him to step away from Glutton and focus on other things in his life. And that kind of opened up that spot and, because of the way that I felt about playing music with Rob again, um, I just took that as an opportunity to kind of step back into that. Um, before I committed to it, you know, Rob and I had a real long, heart-to-heart conversation about what I what had caused me to quit and what my, I had learned about myself in my time off and all of that stuff.
0: Did you have a listen to the podcast? I didn't, actually. <laughs> he could have just listened honestly, to it. <laughs>
1: And the crazy thing is like, I I really felt like a lot of the way that he was approaching things, it felt like maybe he had, but I'm pretty confident he didn't, Mm -hmm. but he really just approached it in exactly the way that felt like it just was so much more respectful than the way basically anybody else has approached it. Um, There are other people like yourself. You are one of my friends who has never made me feel negatively about the topic. And I have a couple other friends as well, but for the vast majority of people, they've always made me feel a certain way as we kind of talked about on that, on that episode. And he just was one of the people who didn't and was able to ask me to play music without making me feel bad about it or like I was going to be taken advantage of or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just, it just felt like, you know, um, to, you know, to use a, a, the phrase, like it just felt like the stars had aligned, and the, the, the opportunity was right. The situation was right for me. I felt right about it, and so I just decided to go for it.
0: Yeah, you were you were in sort of a, a headspace of like, um, because that guy had died. You were you were appreciating more uh, the value of what of your time and of your life, and thinking yep. of what you want to do with it. And then it just happened to be that Rob, you were you were hanging out with him, and that he had. That he approached it in the right way, almost like, almost like he had listened to the podcast, or could, like he could read your mind, like he knew how you wanted to be treated. Um, yes, yeah, probably just, probably just because he's in in touch and he's just like an empathetic, like sensitive guy. Um,
1: yeah, I think mean, at the end of the day, it's because he was a true. He was actually my friend, right? Right. Like we played music together and we did a lot of stuff like that. But yeah. he was also genuinely my friend and he approached it as a friend first mm-hmm. not that the other people i play music with aren't friends you know like i can think of another person i was in a, in bands with mm-hmm. who brought up music to me in a way that wasn't offensive to me sure um so it's not like it was impossible for anyone else to do that but like he just the way yeah i just yeah i just yeah appreciated the way that he approached it and it just felt right
0: he probably has. I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is like he's a friend, and he's a he's a good friend, and he has that ability, like because he has a degree of sensitivity or something that he can be a good friend. Uh, yeah. To, in in the way that you need one, like uh, yeah. in this case, yeah. Um. Well, that's. The, how, I mean, uh, so I have to ask too, like it if you think that our interview had anything to do with it, uh, in addition to those things.
1: I, I do think so yeah I think that the depth with which we talked about everything and not only to be honest with you not only just the fact that we had that conversation yeah. but I did actually go back and listen to it which I didn't think that I would because okay. I don't I love talking <laughs> I, get but I don't necessarily like hearing myself talk yeah um but yeah so I did actually go back and listen to the episode and I think that more than anything um being able to kind of take an outside perspective to not only hearing what I was saying, but also hearing how you approached the conversation and some of the ways that, you know, the ways that you were asking your, the questions that you asked and just kind of your feedback during the conversation, it hit me differently being able to listen to it as opposed to the way that it came across while we were having the conversation. And I think that the combination of having had that conversation with you and then being able to listen back to that conversation with you as a, you know, third party, almost, I think those things really did have an impact.
0: Cool. Well, is it, I mean, is it good? How is it now?
1: I think it's actually honestly great. I I really feel, I really feel like I'm in a place with playing drums again, where I feel the way that I felt when I was younger about it. You know what I mean? Like, Um, The only thing that's different now than when I was younger is that I don't have these like lofty goals or unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. i'm coming at it now with an understanding of the amount of work that goes into it which i didn't know previously when i when i first started and i also have a much better understanding of what is a realistic expectation for the types of things that i'm going to be able to do with my music Mm -hmm. and that is allowing me to approach it in a much healthier way and i also have the benefit of knowing what burned me out before
0: sure Sure.
1: So I think a combination of all those things is allowing me to approach it in a way that hopefully will not result in me getting burned out again.
0: So that gets me thinking about. I don't do that. So are there any um, are there any things that you're not going to do now that you're back? Are there boundaries?
1: Oh, as far as like playing music, or yeah. do you mean things outside of music?
0: Yeah, things in in music. Like, are there so the things you're going to not do in order to not get burned out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to take on projects the way that I used to. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to be very, very quick to agree to projects, and which isn't to say that I agreed to every project I was ever presented with. But I mean, I changed my profile picture on Facebook. And within 24 hours had two different bands offer me to be their drummer. I believe,
0: yeah. After Um, after you've been public for two years saying you're not doing it, absolutely not doing it.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I changed my profile picture to a picture of me drumming, and immediately I had multiple people approaching me, asking me to either start a band with them or join a band that they already had or whatever, and you know in the past it would have been immediately like okay what can i get out of this how can i you know like what kind of cool shows can i play and how much traveling am i going to get to do with this band and it would be it would have been super tempting Hmm. but honestly even though i will say of the two projects i was offered um one of them was one that i absolutely would have said yes to previously sure sure and the other i would have seriously thought about Mm -hmm. but In the place that I'm at now, I know that it would not be healthy for me to say yes to either of those opportunities. Yeah. And it kind of hurts to say, no, you know, I don't want to feel, it feels a little bit like I'm missing a potential opportunity, but at the same time, it's like, I know that I'm just going to get to a point where I'm not enjoying anything. So really I'm not missing, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't actually be a positive thing to say yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it wouldn't actually be doing those musicians a favor either for me to say yes, because I would just get burned out and leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah you wouldn't, you wouldn't be in it enough and, exactly. and you wouldn't be liking it. So, yeah. Well, that's great to hear. I, th- I think that's all I, w- I wanted to find out about. Is there anything else you okay. want to say about it or?
1: No, just, I, okay. I mean, honestly, what Whatever. I want to say is thank you. I think that, you know, obviously there are other factors besides the conversation that I had with you, but that absolutely did play a role in me gaining a better understanding of myself, my mindset, what the issues had been previously and it allowed me to think uh, objectively about what I would need if I was ever to return. And because of the, having had that experience with the the podcast and then everything else that led to me kind of hooking, hooking back up with Rob in a musical way. Like I just feel like that all happened in a sequence where I actually had the opportunity to give it a try as opposed to, yeah shutting down entirely
0: well you're welcome if it's a good thing for you i mean i'm i'm totally happy that that it helped and uh, i yeah. hope <laughs> i hope it doesn't turn out that way for everyone like i hope my last guest melissa doesn't just go back to drinking or like i hope oh, those sure. guys don't go back to their religious cult or whatever <laughs> that, <would> be, <laughs> that that would be uh, a shame but I, I don't i'm just kidding i don't think it turns out that way it's <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. But what I do think it does is it it, it forces a lot of us to the, the people that you're talking to. I think it gets it puts them in a place where they have to think about these things maybe more than they ever have. I think a really good example of that is the episode about the guy that doesn't eat soup. Yeah, I think that I think that that conversation with you was the most he had ever actually thought about that.
0: Yeah, I noticed that too, and I, I was really surprised, as you probably noticed on the episode, that he, he said, oh, "I'm I'm starting to think about trying it now." You know, like I was exactly. I, he probably didn't. He probably hasn't. But like uh, just sure. the fact that he entertained that was really cool to me.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, like somebody like you know who is not going to drink anymore, no longer drinks, yeah, and having that opportunity to talk about and express it, honestly, I, I doubt it would you know put her in a mind state of trying it again. More than anything, I would guess. That it puts her in that mind state of having a better, more firm understanding of why it's important to her to make that decision on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, and she has her own podcast too, The Awakening Hour, and I think that um, I think that does it for her too. It, put, it puts her more Absolutely. in mind of how she wants to be. So, like, um, yeah, that's it's just it's like a spiritual practice I think for her, just um, keeping in mind the way she wants to be, you know
1: which is a very powerful thing. And I, yeah, I think overall, I think you're doing a really good thing with the podcast and I thank you for letting me have
0: been a part of it. Absolutely. Thank you always for listening. Shout outs to our member supporters. If you are interested in learning about the benefits of membership and helping this podcast along, please visit, I don't do that podcast.com slash give. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please visit ochotunes.com slash guest to apply. I Don't Do That, The Game Show will be filmed live at the What's Up Lounge in Mankato, Minnesota at 7.30 p.m. on Friday, April 28th, 2023. Admission is only $10 for this 21-plus live event Audience members have the option to play the game if they so choose. It's fun and easy. RSVP at facebook.com slash ochotunes slash events. My name is Ocho. I'm your host, chief engineer and producer. I also composed and performed the theme song. Thanks to all of you for all that you do and all that you don't do. I will talk to you again if I am I lucky. Don't do that.